This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com In the central time zone, immediately immediately following this program, the McNeil Lair Report. Uh, so stay tuned for that on most of this <laughs> special uh, program, this uh, radio station. Yeah, actually, today is television. a little bit weird. So uh, if you're watching, uh, mm-hmm. coming up, uh, we usually have two hours of the show, obviously, but uh, because of CPAC being on, um, right. we're, uh, Dana's going to be coming in for our second hour. Uh, she's going to be doing uh, her show live from CPAC, so you get a lot of CPAC coverage today. And then we're going to be, mm. our second hour is going to air later on today. I think it's at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to get, uh, if you want to check that out, uh, we'll, uh, and we would love well, that. Well, then when then does the McNeil Air Report come on? McNeil Air Report comes on at never o'clock. Um, <laughs> what time zone? Uh, what the people have spoken. That's in the Pacific. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's on right now in the Eastern uh-huh. time zone. Triple eight seven two seven back. So we're essentially decapitated today yes. and split in half and uh, part now, part later. You know what it is? It's like saving the good part of the Oreo for later. Uh-huh. That's what it is. No, that's I mean, what it's like. Actually, kind of. I think what's <laughs> happening here is this is the this is the creamy filling, and then later on you're going to get a couple of the cookies. Uh, then later on you get the cookie outside. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah oh, man. All right. Uh, well. We're going to save all of our cookie-like material. <laughs> For, for later. hour two, this is going to be all the cream filling. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not a good promo. No, it's really not. It's not. I uh, mean, not, not if you want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> no. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, getting called out uh, by Mitt Romney today. Now, oh, you don't want that. You don't want that. If there's one man in, in all of the world on this entire planet that you respect, that you admire, that you love and appreciate. It's Mitt Romney. Am I right? No, I'm not right. No, no. Nobody I will say cares. He, he has a, a, no an ability. Cares. I don't know if that's true. He has a, at least has an, you know who cares? At least is the media. Because for whatever Apparently, reason, he's able, weird. he's able to like control the media cycle. Like, what do we mm-hmm. did we did we listen to what John McCain was saying in 2012? I don't remember that. No. But for whatever reason, Romney is able to step in and, and, and draw this attention when Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio have been saying these same things. And obviously, the Glenn Beck program and many others, Mark Levin, have been saying these same mm-hmm. things about 
uh, Donald Trump for a long time. But I guess right. it, phony it, fraud. Yeah. His promises worthless. We've been telling He's you that the whole time. Man. Yeah, that, which is you know. Uh, we did a whole week on it. Yeah, I part of me is thinking maybe we should, we should play that again. I think so too. I think we should. Really? Yeah, yeah I think we should. Glenn, see if we can get Glenn to do that because I, yeah. I, that was such a good, detailed going back through the history of Donald yeah. Trump. What you know, and it's it's still even though we had tons of great stuff on there, it's still a minor part of what's going to happen to oh. him once uh, yeah. you know the media unleashes itself. We barely scratched the surface. Wait till, I mean, if he were to be the nominee. He would be bludgeoned with that kind of stuff relentlessly. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually laughing at someone. I, I want to say maybe it was Jim Garrity or somebody uh, on Twitter from National Review, but somebody on Twitter was saying, uh, "What a what a brave technique it was for the GOP to allow BuzzFeed to do all its opposition research for this entire election <laughs> cycle." Because BuzzFeed has been the one finding all these old clips, going back through old transcripts, going back through old uh, interviews and everything else. They're doing what every Republican candidate should have been doing this entire time. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of nice to see that somebody's been doing it. Um, now, when it comes to uh, the general election, uh, it will be done times 10. What BuzzFeed is doing will have every, every dollar of media resources in, in the country um, you know, piling on uh, mm -hmm. to try to stop him and let Hillary Clinton be president. Again, like we talked about this before, and I don't know why, I don't know what Glenn's little hang-up there was with, uh, with not saying he would never vote for Trump. I mean, I, I, oh, I'm fine I, with saying it right now. Oh, I will never vote for Donald Trump. Right, there, I won't vote for him. I don't care if he's a Republican nominee. No, Doesn't never, matter to me at all. I never, ever would do it. I mean, I, I'm obviously not voting for Hillary either, but I'll find an acceptable uh, person for my principles and values, and I'll vote for them. Yeah. Um, you know, if someone wrote on Twitter to, to me today... Something to the effect of like, how you know, how can you give up? What do you you know? You're just giving up and going home. Voting for Donald Trump is giving up. It is the literal obituary of the conservative movement, and mm -hmm. I am not going to help write it for you. If you want to go write the obituary for the conservative movement, go ahead. But I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not casting a vote for Donald Trump. People, a lot of people have asked me this. It's probably uh, politically the most popular question asked, and I'm sure this is the same thing for you guys. Um, during this entire cycle, where people are like, well, yeah, but if Trump wins, are you going to vote for him over Hillary, right? It's almost insulting. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand the, uh, the idea behind it, but if, this is not a, a borderline, I'm on the edge of my seat, teetering back and forth, what will I do, what will I do? There is no chance, and I said this six months ago or nine months ago when we first started talking about Donald Trump, there is zero chance that I would ever cast a vote for that man. He's, I mean, I'm going to cast a vote for the death of my country? No, forget it. I would not vote for Hillary Clinton, and I would never vote for Donald Trump. He's horrific. Mm -hmm. but you think we're BSing you here? You think because, we, you know, Ted Cruz, well, you like guys like Cruz, and now you're just doing his bidding, so you're bashing Donald Trump? Not at all. Uh, it, it, it's all about the fact that Donald Trump would be a terrible, terrible president. I don't think he has any chance of winning, but if he did win, what have you won? You've won the destruction of your own nation. You've won. You've put a guy who is a strong man in control to do liberal things with a Republican opposition that won't stop him. You want that? I don't want it. I don't want my hands anywhere near that. Yeah, he's also a buffoon who knows nothing about any of the important issues facing the United States of America. I mean, I, I'm even baffled by these people that think he can fix the economy. He's got no idea how to fix a 19 a $15 trillion economy. 
He has no idea. Actually, only... I think we're at 17 trillion now, our GDP. He's got no idea how to do that. He's bankrupted four freaking companies, plus a plethora of others have gone out of business completely. You know, Trump Air, Trump Airlines, which was supposed to be a huge deal. He took that over from Eastern, ran it into the ground in three years. Trump Vodka, gone. Trump Mortgage, started that during the mortgage crisis, gone. Uh, Trump Stakes, uh, Trump University, yeah. over which he's being sued. It, the list is almost Trump, endless. Trump Magazine, Trump World Magazine yeah. was another one I actually hadn't heard of until the Trump John Magazine went out in like a year. Yeah, it was a, over in a year. I mean, again, and what are, what has have his big economic policy prescriptions been? Even if you throw away all of his, he past, wants to tax the rich. He wants to tax the rich. And he wants to put tariffs on products to raise prices those, those when you go to the store. Those are progressive Democrat things yeah, to do. Absolutely. He, well, he wants to start a trade war with all of mm. these different countries. Terrible. Absolutely um, terrible. You know, I mean, it, would illegal immigration stopping that if he theoretically did it, which I don't believe him. He's been on the other side of that issue almost the entire time. Um, but if he did do it, would that help the economy? I mean, I probably would. There's a lot of savings there. I think, uh, obviously, I'm for that. Um, you know, some economists disagree with that, but I, I tend to believe it would help. Um, you know, it's not because you're not stopping immigration, you're stopping illegal immigration. I mean, immigration, I think, is a positive for the country. Uh, it's illegal immigration, that's the issue. And, and I do think stopping that and having a, uh, having a country with management and laws would be positive. I don't think he would do it. I do not think he would do it. There is more than enough evidence to show you that he is not the hardline immigration guy he says he is. I mean, it, basically every piece of evidence before July of 2015... Mm -hmm. says that he is not hardline on immigration at all. Well, he's, he's backtracking on it now. Yeah, because he's already he is, backtracking on he it. He is saying everything's negotiable. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, regardless of whether that New York Times interview off the record ever comes out, I, I don't care if it does, he's already admitted yeah. that's what he said in it. He's already admitted. Well, everything is, by, and by the way, everything is negotiable. What? Okay. So now you're off of your hardline stance that you're going to do this, and it's and there's no other way but your way. And now he's already saying it's negotiable. So you know what's going to happen. He's going to cave. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. I would doubt that he even gets a wall built. I I'll bet you there's no oh, fence, there's no wall under a well, Trump administration. Of, yeah, I mean I, I would I would tend to, there'd first be of all, amnesty. How is he going to become president in the first place? Second of all, he's got to become president and have majorities. Yeah, every piece of evidence indicates that Donald Trump would hurt the down ticket. So you'd probably lose the Senate. You might lose the House. Tell me how he's getting a wall build under that. I mean, he might just do it because he doesn't mm. care about the Constitution. I don't know. Um, the other thing is there's absolutely no chance he gets a wall build of 1,000 miles. Or what is it? You know, I mean, he keeps saying 1,000 miles. It's longer um, than that, probably. It is. Well, yeah, but I, I don't think he's actually going to I mean, do it that. is longer than that, but I, we've right. only got... The last we heard, we had 5% of the fence built. Right. So does he, he likes, you know, he says he's going to finish that to 100%. I don't think there's any chance he does that. I don't think there's any chance he does it. Now, he might get parts of it built. He might get a border thing passed and, and up security. In and, the easy areas where, where you don't have yeah. to worry about eminent domain and you don't have to worry yeah. about terrain and all those kinds of things, maybe. Now, he would certainly you know, try to know. take everybody's land. And I would be interested to see what conservatives uh, or Republicans well, he couldn't would even say. beat that little old lady in, uh, yeah. in Atlantic City. 70-year-old widow, he, he couldn't get that done. So, and I'm glad he couldn't get it done, but, you know, that's his defense now. Well, I didn't knock her house down. No, you tried. You tried damn hard yeah. <laughs> for years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's unbelievable. It's embarrassing. So, um, now Mitt Romney steps into this fracas, and uh, at least he's trying. You know, at least he is saying something about it. He's, he's urging Republicans 
to shun Donald Trump if he really had balls. He would endorse Ted Cruz today. But he's, first of all, not conservative enough, nor does he have the giblets to do that. Mm -hmm. he, uh, nor does he have the inclination, because I'm sure he hates uh, Ted Cruz as much as uh, Donald Trump does. Because they're kind of like-minded, really, in policy, when you think about it. Trump and Romney are a good pair when it comes to, all right, both of them were super liberal and supposedly became conservative. Now, Trump claims to be ultra-conservative now or whatever. Romney really kind of didn't. Uh, but he does claim to be conservative. Uh, and they both had huge uh, pasts to overcome. Uh, and so they're kind of similar in that way, really. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of a good little couple. Yeah, and I, I guess they're breaking up, sadly. Um, apparently, Romney said in the speech, I didn't hear the speech. Uh, I just saw, been seeing clips of it online. Uh, but he said, basically, vote for Rubio, Cruz, or Kasich. Which, I mean, is, is nice. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad he's taking a stand because there are some people who might, he might affect. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to believe there's tons of people that like Romney enough yeah, to listen I, to him I and are voting for Trump. But, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I go back and forth on that because we, we keep talking about 55% uh, of uh, people hadn't heard any of the scandals um, uh, from about Donald Trump. People don't know. I mean, they, they don't know. They think uh, this guy's a celebrity and a conservative. I think 90% of the voters out there seem to think that. And mm -hmm. he is a celebrity. He's not a conservative. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think a lot of people, there's a reflexive response to criticism of Republicans by Republicans mm -hmm. uh, that you think, oh, well, they're being unfairly hammered by the media. You know, and a lot of times that's true. But we have to have some discernment to figure out when it's true. And when you have other conservatives, people who actually have been believing these things for a long time and fighting for them for decades coming out, I mean, it, really every element of the conservative movement has come out and said, wait a minute, this guy's not conservative. You might like him for other reasons, but he's not conservative. And if that's important to you, you know, it, you would think that you would have been able to make this decision by now. But maybe there's some people, kind of uh, establishment, you know, a little bit like, the, like Romney, you know, maybe there's some people out West who liked Romney quite a bit and are saying, you know what, I'm considering Trump because he's an outsider and I, and I like that. Uh, you know, I don't know. But I'm glad he's doing it. The bottom line is everybody should be doing it. Yeah. Anybody who's not doing it is the problem uh, here. Because if this, was, if this happened a long time ago, we wouldn't be having this issue. The fact is that if everyone, you know, some people are saying, well, look no, where have they been? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, we've had some people who are mainly Trump supporters saying, look what you guys have been trying to shut him down this whole time or, or, or criticize him this whole time. And what has it got, where has it gotten you? I don't know. It's gotten to me a place where I could sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's got me there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know. Uh, By the way, he has lost uh, five states. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, this could have been a sweep. Could have been. And with no opposition, surely it would have been. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, the idea that, and part of this is, there are some people who believe, uh, th that like Donald Trump, they're friends with Donald Trump. They, uh, they, you know, they go, they see him at the country club. They see him at the fancy dinner parties. They've been friends with him for 20 years, and they're not going to be critical of him because they like him. That's one type of person. Another type of person, which I think in many ways is more common, is someone who looked back and said, look, Donald Trump is obviously going to kill himself uh, in this campaign. He's obviously going to self-destruct. 
because he's saying crazy things. He can't even bring himself to stop criticizing the KKK. He's mocking disabled people in the middle of public speeches. He's saying other candidates, women are ugly. I mean, this is not going to last, right? I don't need to make an enemy of Donald Trump because he's going to, he's going to ruin himself. And that attitude has led to this. Because, we, you know, I understand, and believe me, I would have agreed with you at the time. If no one says anything, he'll, he, all, he will collapse. But the, the point is, nobody said anything, and he didn't collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, while I believe that would be true, uh, would not feel good doing it. You know, I mean, I got into this business because I love talk radio. I love it. I, I love it. I love the fact that you can come out for three hours a day and I, just off the top of your head, Try to figure out the world and be honest with your audience. If you don't have that with your audience, what the hell do you have? I mean, what is the point of listening to a talk show if they're not going to sit here and tell you what they believe is true? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the value is. Because, you know, while the, the show can be entertaining, entertaining from time to time, I need that element, too. You know, that's why I don't listen to, like, there's a, you know, there's channels on Sirius XM that play just stand-up comedy. Those guys are funnier than, you know, surely most talk show hosts. But I want something additional. Like, I don't want someone just riffing on how airline flights are. It's funny, but I mean, it's just, I like it occasionally, but it's not the thing I want every day. I want someone who's being honest with me, trying to figure out the world, giving me reasoned principle and analysis about things. If you don't have that, what do you have? You have nothing and too many uh, hosts and pundits and everything else sat back and, and let Donald Trump run to this nomination criticism free, assuming either he would fail or I don't want to make an enemy out of him because he's got lots of money and lots of power. Luckily, we're, everybody's our enemy, so we don't have to think about those things. <laughs> Everybody hates us. We employ Jeff. Yeah, it's been right. that way forever, so yeah. we're used to it. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know, when you're not prepared, you have to rely on others uh, to help you out, and that sucks. So during an emergency, you want to be in control of, you know, the, the things that you can control, like whether or not you and your family have food. Yeah, think about those times where, I mean, back in the day, Pat. He used to go, I need some butter. You'd go to your neighbor. Uh, you guys have any butter that we could? That doesn't happen anymore, does it? Is that? I, I was just thinking about that for some reason a while really? ago. Yeah, I've never borrowed. I don't, don't, yeah. I don't think we've ever borrowed a cup of sugar or butter from like, any I, neighbor ever. I would never, really? I would yeah. never even consider I don't think it. So. Like, I think I would just be like, this, I mean, I've never lived in a place that's far from a store, really, like more than yeah. 10 minutes away from a store. And that's what you do. You just go to the store. Yeah, you just go to the store, you go to the convenience store and pick it up, you know, and you yeah, need but if you're, if you're, in the middle of actually making something and you realize you need it. You I and that, and that happens to you a lot when you're it making something. It has happened, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, do you realize, oh, my gosh, I don't have any sugar in the it house. It has happened. Oh, I don't have enough. I need to go over to the Johnson's house and see if I can borrow a cup of sugar. Uh, yeah. have. You have done that. How many okay. times has this happened to them uh-huh. with your neighbors where, where <laughs> Jeffy comes over, Jeffy leaves, the, um, someone opens up the fridge, where's the butter? Oh, Jeffy, uh, Jeffy borrowed it. But wait, where's the checkbook? Did he borrow that, too? And wasn't there a ham in the fridge, too? Uh, 888-893-9140 for my Patriot Supply. Well, that's true, but I don't know. Uh, That's the point. That doesn't happen anymore. And if you get into a real emergency situation, it's definitely not happening. You're going to go over to your neighbors. They're going to have a... They're going to be like, uh, get away. Yeah, but if I want want, like a couple of weeks worth of food, uh, you know, to get my family, just so we, we, we can be... 
helped out for a sure. couple of weeks and, and, until help arrives. Right. It probably cost me, I don't know, 500 bucks. No, a little bit less. Something like that. that. A little bit less. 250? A little bit less. A little bit okay, less. Okay, uh, I still less than don't that. have fact, $200. $50. $50 for two weeks wow. of supplies. We're talking 70 servings of food that will hmm. last you up to 25 years. You don't need to keep replacing it every year. Yeah, it's but, not $50 a year. It's $50 one time. That's two dollars nice. a year. Is that like two hundred fifty dollars shipping and handling? No. So uh, you could actually ask them how to get free shipping. So that would be kind of nice. <laughs> so call them right now. 888-893-9140 or online with preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. Don't you dare say. Don't you freaking dare. <laughs> Thank don't you. even ben think about daring to say. Ben Carson. Don't even that. think about it. He's Help you. Dropped out of the. No, he hasn't. Well, Liar. <laughs> ben Carson has Lie. dropped out. Lie. Lying dirty tricks. Guys, Ben Carson. Dirty lying tricks. Stop it. <laughs> Please. No. Why must you trick and be dirty and lie all the time? Just because a guy is dropping out of the debate and not going to campaign and claims to have no political pathway, you have to try to make that into something it isn't. Okay. Well, if you put if you put it out there on social media. Oh man. I'll sue your ass. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. And I'll tell people what a lying sack of crap you are cuz you are a lying sack. Uh, I I just wanted to Liar! Ben Carson made an announcement. <laughs> And he said that he was going to. He didn't say he was going to drop. No, out. he did not. He did say Thank he had you. A, a no political path forward. Thank you. Uh, would not go to the debate in his hometown of Detroit. All right. You know. His, um, and and here's the thing, he's not even out of money. He claims. I mean, he says it's not constrained by finances, but the best interests of the American people. Well, and he's got no path. So what do you think is going to happen? I think he's done. Right? Why doesn't he just say it though? Why doesn't he just say? I'm suspending my campaign. He's uh, he's a weird bird. Weird man. guy. You know, I, weird I, I, guy. I I'm like kind of tired of hearing what a good guy he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got my doubts about that now. I don't. I think, I think he's a little vindictive. I get the sense, and me, I think you're right. 
I think that there is an element of that. Mm -hmm. I also get the sense, however, that it's just... We were saying kind of that he was in over his head, right? Yep. Uh, and I think that was true with some policy issues where he wasn't necessarily up as much as you'd like him to be. Uh, however, I feel like the whole process is, is kind of just over his head. Like, not, it, not, yes, not in the fact is. that he's not smart enough right. for it, but it's like it's, he, doesn't, he doesn't swim in these waters well, you know? Yes. He, he just doesn't, like, it's not, yeah. his, it's not his flow. Right. And, and it's just like he it's doesn't know, he he doesn't know what to this. do. He doesn't have advisors that are telling him the right things to do or he's not mm -hmm. listening to them. Mm -hmm. um, he's trying to do this a different way, which, which I think we all like. It's like me getting into, you know, plumbing. I'm not stupid. Yeah. But that's not my thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it necessarily. I've never studied up on it. And if I just jump in and I, I come to your house and I, I just go to Pete's Plumbing and I say... Yeah, I, I want to go fix pe people's plumbing. And they hire me for whatever reason and then send me out. I'm going to be pretty lost. And I'm not going to know what to do when I get to your house. Even so. if you spend six I mean, months. I mean, I could dump some Drano down your drain. Right. And if you spend a few months going through and reading books about plumbing, mm -hmm. that would help. A but little bit. But it would bit. not get you all the way there. Right. Um, and I think that's and it's not going to make me comfortable with the process either right. of dealing with customers, of knowing where the plumbing is, of right. finding stuff, of getting the clogs out, of fixing a, a, a break in the system. I mean, you know, he's just not cut out for it. And it's he's funny because running a business, there is a lot of crossover. You know, you're especially a big business like Mitt Romney ran big businesses. Yeah. And, when, you know, here, CEO, you've got a public face. You're talking to people all the time. You're convincing them of things. You're, you're working with other companies and big leaders. You're having to talk to local governments. You've got to hobnob with these people. Both Trump and Romney have that. Trump obviously has the media element of it down very well in that he knows how to manipulate the media, um, you know, certainly pretty well. I mean, he at least got all the attention on himself until a general. Mm -hmm. um, so that's good. Uh, it, 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 there's some crossover there. There's not a lot of crossover from brain surgery. Like, it's a, it's a really hard thing and, and more impressive yeah. than anything any of the other candidates have ever done. And he keeps but, saying this thing the last few debates, I've noticed. Uh, I've got more two in the morning or three in the morning calls than any of you guys put together. Yeah, but what does that mean? I mean, so you're called and you go to the hospital and you do surgery. That doesn't help you if it's Vladimir Putin on the line at three in the morning. That doesn't help you if it's the Secretary of Defense on the line at 3 in the morning saying we were just attacked by uh, ISIS somewhere. I, you know, you've, you studied and you, you worked your whole life and you developed this talent. And, yeah, you can answer those 3 in the morning calls for that. You've got zero expertise in any of this. Zero. So that doesn't help. Yeah. I, you know, and it's I think, weird. Like, if you're a Ben Carson, you need to... Be able to stay true to yourself, but also at the same time surround yourself with people who understand what's going on, what's the process, what, what's happening, what are we being lured into, what's mm -hmm. the type of question I'm going to be asked here he that I that. don't expect. It seemed like he was trying to run as so much of an outsider mm -hmm. uh, that he didn't do that. Now, Trump has been able to do the same thing, but he is a different animal. He's a media animal. Um, you know, Ben Carson, you know, he's just a guy. He's doing surgeries. You know, he's... I mean, he's had some media that he's done over the years, but never challenging media. Uh, it's always been, hey, you are amazing. Look how look Cuba Gooding Jr. is going to play you in a movie. Like, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's had an incredible life. I just don't think he's cut out for this.
You know? Yeah. And that's not, that's not, you know what, that's, that's a either. compliment to most people. Yeah. I, I don't think he's handled it well, though. I, I think, you know, th the way he treated the Cruz thing was really bad. I think he... Uh, he Really bad. You know, he, he hasn't, uh, has not improved his image with this. Uh, I don't think so either. He, you know, he if he was a guy who tossed around running and then didn't run, um, you know, he probably would have been able to do something like what Romney did today, come in as the, sen you know, supposedly the sensible guy from the outside, seeing what's going on and commentating. He could have been a bit of a kingmaker, maybe, because people really like, like him, and his, and his favorables are still pretty good. Uh, but this process doesn't help anybody, uh, and it's really hurt Ben Carson, I think. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's kind of sad to see. Yeah. But, you know, it is. I, I, he'll be able to, once he gets out of this world, I think he'll be able to rehabilitate his, his image quite a bit. Um, this is kind of interesting to me, too. Uh, apparently, uh, for a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters, it's Bernie or nobody. Um, and a lot of them are, are pledging that they won't vote for Hillary Clinton, kind of like we are with Trump. More than 50,000 people have already signed up at the Revolt Against Plutocracy, <laughs> pledging to vote for the Green Party candidate in the general election. Now, these are essentially communists. The Green Party are really, I mean, it, it isn't the Communist Party, but it's, I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a difference uh, between the Green Party and communists. Uh, very little. Very Certainly little. a socialist party. Now, there yeah. are actual socialist and communist <laughs> parties out there. Um, you know, the Peace and Freedom Party is one of them. Uh, social, uh, there's a CPUSA. Peace and Freedom. I love it when socialists and communists try to hide behind peace. <laughs> I know, especially because <laughs> they're one thing their in their history that they have done none of. Yeah. And they've never tried peace. Uh, they don't care about peace. Yeah. It's I, amazing. Let me, give, let, let me give, this is the 2012 uh, election results. See if I can give you, give you these. For uh, the Green Party? Because Green Party finished, I believe, fourth. They're usually, they're usually fourth wow. or fifth. After um, libertarians, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's usually... Uh, libertarian, um, they ran Jill Stein. So you Stein. got Republicans and Democrats, obviously, and then you got... It usually, this is the typical Libertarian. Order. Libertarian, then Green, then Constitution. Green, So Constitution, Constitution is usually the, is the, is the other one of the, the third party. Then you get down to a big um, swath of socialist parties, liberal party, uh, you know, people that only run in a couple of states. Um, J uh, Jill Stein was the nominee for the Green Party. They got in, on the ballot in 36 states in mm -hmm. 2012. Um, and finished with 469,000 votes, um, which was basically a third of what the Libertarian Party did. Libertarian Party did 1.275 million votes last time. That was with Mitt that Romney. Was... If, if Donald wow. Trump is the nominee, you're going to see hmm. them crack two, three, four, five million votes. No, I think you're right. The, the holy yeah. grail for a third party is 5%. If you can get 5% of the electorate, then you're on the... the Ballots everywhere, I think, automatically. I, hmm. I could be butchering the ballot access laws, but that's what they always talk about. Is if you can get to 5%, it's a big threshold. And they got a shot. If Trump is the nominee, you got to believe libertarians are rooting for Donald Trump. Because if Donald Trump, if it's Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, the libertarians are going to get a lot of votes. Uh, i got to believe they're going to crush 1.2 million Potentially votes. one from me. Yeah, I mean, I... That if I, you know, I don't know who the nominee will be yet. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but that's what I would. That's where I would think I would go. I, Gary Johnson, by the way, is speaking at CPAC today, um, and he was their nominee in 2012. He's not my favorite guy, um, you know. He's, but he is libertarian. Um, you know, talking about ha term limits and <clears throat> no corporate income tax at all, zero. Pretty good. Uh, you know, he, he, there's going to be a lot that you're going to disagree with him on as well. But he's a lot closer to freedom than Donald Trump. If is. it was Rand Paul, I'm there. Oh yeah, I am there. If it's Hillary, 
Trump or Rand Paul running on, oh, as a libertarian? I I'm wish he would Rand do Paul. it. I wish he would do it. If, if it's Trump, I hope he does do it. I don't think he will. He might get 10 million, 10 million votes yeah. or so. Oh, yeah. 15 million. By the way, a Peace and Freedom Party? 80 million. Uh, their ticket. This is a, do you, how is this not a bigger story? The ticket, the ticket for the Peace and Freedom Party in 2012 was Roseanne Barr oh, and yeah. Cindy Sheehan. Oh, my gosh, that's right. And they still got no, they still only got 67,000 votes. Um, and by the way, the Constitution Party ran Virgil Good. Or, remember him? He was a congressman for a Republican congressman. He ran. I don't remember him. He got 122,000 votes. Hmm. Rocky Anderson, who was from Utah, he was the mayor of Salt Lake, wasn't he? Yes. He ran as the Justice Party oh nominee, gosh. got 43,000 votes. That guy's a socialist, too. Yeah. I mean, that's Big what I mean. A lot of these, justice, peace, and freedom, these aren't even the CPUSA or any of those guys. I've got to get the, the whole list of parties. Um, but a lot of those, they always, you know, they, those guys mm. always run candidates. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they're not constitutionally eligible. They'll, they'll be like 29 or like from like, like legitimately from another country, and they'll <laughs> run them anyway. It's really funny. They do all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, that's sometimes great. they ran, um, one of them ran uh, Leonard Peltier, mm -hmm. uh, who was a... Um, convicted F murderer oh that's right of fbi agents yeah, yeah. uh yeah. and they ran him as like a president or vice president from jail he just ran one time <laughs> you get any votes i don't know you know what? i'm gonna look yeah check that out mm -hmm. uh and 50, 50 people have signed up to vote green party i mean seriously that's unbelievable now also representative tulsi gabbard she's a big up-and-coming star in the democrat party from hawaii yeah uh people are really liking her she's you know fairly pretty she's dynamic speaking and and so a lot of people like her she says that even though quote a lot of people unquote warned her against endorsing bernie sanders she's doing it anyway yep she's doing it anyway she's backing a socialist anyway the high stakes uh election that's coming she said i'll be very honest with you a lot of people warned me against doing what i did and what i did speaks to the high stakes that exist the high stakes are the nation's ongoing war efforts and the That's fact that she disagrees thing. with Clinton's foreign policy record. Yeah. So for that, and there she is. She's and former she, military. Well, she's in the National so, Guard now, so she was in Iraq. You know, for that, you're willing to vote for Bernie Sanders? Yep. Come on now. Come on. Yep. What is the matter with you? Uh, she said that she, is absolutely she crazy. Uh, appreciates the way Bernie will look at uh, milita the military. Uh, yeah, wow. I guess. By the way, Bernie Sanders wow. has no chance of winning the nomination. I, yeah. I don't know if anyone's noticed this. I, that is true. They, they're trying to make this an ongoing storyline. That it's is true, over. and it isn't. And we, we we made that we made that uh, recognition last week sometime. It seems yeah, like. I mean, we really made it. It's like, a, come on, before the thing started. Win. But I yeah. mean, you know, really, what has he done? Except he's won state. He's won a couple of states, mainly caucuses, or, or his home state, or next to it. Um, but he hasn't done much of anything, honestly. This has not been much of a contest. And the real reason for that, and we said this months and months and months ago when we were doing polling segments, he, he's not attracting African-American voters. He's losing 70 to, like, 10, or, or 80 to 10. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't win a Democratic nomination losing uh, black voters 80 to 10. It's just never going to happen. Um, this is, uh, so Leonard Peltier did run a Peace and Freedom Party. Again, the same one that did Roseanne Barr. Uh, he got 27,607 votes. He was only on... That on, uh, the, is amazing. Only on in one state, though, uh, California. Um, so wow. that, that year it was uh, Bush won, Kerry second. Uh, John Edwards, the former senator, um, he actually did get a, a electoral vote. People forget that. Did he? Yeah. It was some Democrat, like as a protest to Kerry, 
gave one of the votes to Edwards, which mm. is a bizarre, weird thing mm. in history. Uh, Ralph Nader ran as an independent, uh, not as a Green Party candidate that year. Libertarian uh, Party was after that, then Constitution, then Green, then Leonard Peltier, Peace and Freedom Party, then Walt Brown of the Socialist Party, then Roger Calero uh, of the Socialist Workers Party, which is totally different than the Socialists. Oh, yeah, the, I mean, the workers. Way different than the, you know, just oh plain God. socialists. They are, they're are, socialists and they work. There is a funny, uh, when you look at these guys and, and, uh, and look at the way, they, are, they all have their little distinctions. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are militant, um, you know, right. socialists. They want a, a violent takeover of the U.S. government. Some of them are socialist light. Some of them are communist light. You know, they, they all have their little, their little strain, which is so strange because there's like a lot of them. I mean, yeah. Uh, you've got, uh, let's see, um, there's Communist Party USA, there is the Green Party, there is the Justice Party, there is the Light Party, just kind of similar, there is the Peace and Freedom Party, there is the Party for Socialism and Liberation, the PSL, there is the Social Democrats, the Socialist Party, Socialist Action, Socialist Alternative Party, the Socialist Equality Party, the Socialist Workers Party, wow. the Tax Wall Street Party, which has to be the exact same thing, uh, the U.S. Pacifist Party, which I don't know if it's socialist, but at least it would probably agree with Cindy Sheehan on war, then the Working Families Party, and the Workers World Party. Those are all in the, in the so United your, States. Your whole family has to work to get into the Family Workers Party? Yeah, yes, that is. Okay. The, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only requirement. Why would you even get into that and run when you know you're not going to get... I mean, nobody's going to pay a bit of attention to you. I don't know. Part of me thinks it would be fun, like, to be able to go to, like, your friends, like, later in life. By the way, I ran for president in 2004. (laughs) Look, I am in sixth place. Like, that's not bad. You finished sixth place to run the world? (laughs) It's kind of like, why would... Hey, Stu, why would you enter the Boston Marathon? I don't know. I mean, at some point, I could say I ran the Boston Marathon. Even if I only made it 100 yards down the street, at least I ran the Boston (laughs) Marathon. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Triple eight seven two seven back. Actually, it's a good segue uh, because uh, we've got uh, Go. Uh, it's a company. Mm-hmm. It uh, is a company. Yeah, uh, and a good one. It is a good one. Uh, solar Energy. Mm-hmm. It's a solar energy company that actually makes sense. Yeah, because you know it's uh, it used to be that when you wanted to get solar energy, and I think solar energy is great. Uh, I love it. And the the rap we get is that oh, you guys don't want solar power. You just want Oil. Well, no, if it, if it makes sense, I'm all about it. Yeah, I want the one that works best. But it used to be twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to install the solar panels. Well, now, with Go, you can get your solar panels installed for $0 out of pocket. And then on top of that, you save 20 to 30% a month what you're currently paying to power your home. It's yeah, awesome. I mean, I really, you know, when, you, when, you, when the cost is $0, it's kind of nice. Yeah. You don't have to come up with it. There's not a cost-benefit analysis. Like better than 30000 really. You like it better? Yeah. Okay. You have 30000 over here that I'm going to have to give to you. Mm-hmm. And zero over here? Yeah. I'm going over here. Yeah, but if I give 30000 then over the next 1,000 years, maybe I'll earn my money back. That equation <laughs> yeah, is no. not, it does not work for people, and that's Mm-mm. why Go exists, to be quite frank. Uh, over 60,000 satisfied customers have found out about this and have gone with Go. They have the best warranty in the industry, and they have the biggest residential solar company uh, that is going to have, I think it's over 60 
uh, local offices. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to customer service or maintenance, they're there for it. Don't you. have to worry about it. Find out if Go is available in your area at GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home affordably with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Essie Cup had a little disagreement with uh, some guy on the air. Who, who is this? It's Jeffrey Lord guy who's like CNN's like resident Trump supporter. Okay. Oh. Sounded like a Trump supporter, big yes, time. Yes, he is. Uh, here's the exchange about Jeffrey's internment camps. Trump is. I, I mean, I can't believe we're not talking about the fact that our our potential nominee for president is a guy who has defended Operation Wetback. Japanese internment camps, religious he, oh, tests. He, wait, 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 wait. He never defended Japanese internment camps. Ever. It, Ever. He, he, he has suggested Ever. that no. banning... No, no. What he that, suggested that was, what he cited was Franklin Roosevelt's three proclamations mm -hmm. the day after Pearl Harbor mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with there, Japanese... Really you should just point out. See, hmm. she just shouldn't... Is that true? So has he or not? What is the semantics he's playing there? So here is what the, is the hair he's splitting there? Here is the the statement from uh, the uh, the co-chair of his state veterans coalition. Okay. Quote: What he's saying is no different than the situation during World War II when we put the Japanese in camps. End quote. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Now, Trump, after all of this happened, came on, went on TV and did what Jeffrey Lord's talking about, which is he said, and again, I don't think this is much better, but I'll give it to you anyway. He said, uh, he said to George Stephanopoulos, um, what I'm doing is no different than FDR's solution for German, Italian, Japanese, you know. Now, <laughs> FDR's solution for the Japanese was in part was in internment camps. camps, right? And by the way, Germans as well uh, yeah. through that yes. uh, period. Um, and then so he says, so you're for internment camps. And of course, obviously to that, he says, you'd think, right, if Jeffrey Lord was really being honest here and not disingenuous, you'd think he would say, well, no, I'm not for uh, internment camps. What instead he said was, this was a president highly respected by all. He did the same thing. If you look at what he was doing, it was far worse. Then he starts getting into uh, the details here. He says, yeah, um, that just, I mean, uh, right. marinate in that statement for a second. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a president highly respected by all. First of all, not no, he's not. not no, me. he's not. But that tells you the mentality of this guy. Yes. This guy loves FDR, doesn't think there's a thing wrong with, with FDR and his policies. A guy who trampled the Constitution multiple trampled times. It. A guy who's so progressive, he was damn near a communist. And, you know, Obama's excuse, too, when he was doing all kinds of FDR-like stuff was, well, they called FDR a communist back in the day, too. Yeah, that's because he practically was! That's weak. He was! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can learn that. He was at least a socialist. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy was so progressive, I think he went over the line. Did he want a communist revolution in America? No. No, no but he, he did. did. Not. He but was his ruled. policies, many of his policies were ruled unconstitutionally. Right. To, then he tried to stack the court to get him through anyway. So you got, and now, now along comes Donald Trump, who can't differentiate between whether FDR was good or not. As a Republican, um, are you kidding me? He said, by the way, uh, oh, you heard Jeffrey Lord there agonizing. say, uh, uh, he, he praised the proclamations. 
Now, obviously, anyone who thinks... What proclamation? First of all, his campaign absolutely said, this is like internment camps. Yeah. That's where the controversy started. It was his campaign, one of his spokesperson, one of the co-chairs of his campaign in, I think it was New Hampshire, it was. Uh, said that. So, number one, he's lying there. But he, I guess his line there is, well, Donald Trump specifically didn't say, I heart internment camps. What he said was he was, uh, he was supporting proc uh, his three proclamations. What did his proclamations do? This is according to uh, an expert on this topic. Uh, they uh, weren't able to use radios, weren't able to use flashlights, uh, could not go five miles from their home. <laughs> By the way, the expert I'm citing is Donald Trump. Those are the things he brought up in his defense that we wouldn't let people go five miles from their home. He cited that as his defense to these comments. So, it's, I mean, look, Essie Cup uh, got cut off and everything else there, but she's completely right. right. He did praise those things. His campaign praised those things. He praised things that were just as restrictive and odd. I mean, we didn't put them in thing. camp. We only wouldn't let them go five miles from their house. It's not a good mm. defense. This is such a weird time. I, I, I mean, mm. it's, it's unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Coming up in a sec. All right. Uh, so we last break, we're talking a little bit about uh, the Boston Marathon and, and me saying I was going to run it. And that's going to happen someday. Mm -hmm. I might only make it a couple hundred yards down the road, but I will be able to say I ran the Boston Marathon. If I actually want to run the Boston Marathon or get a little bit further down the road, I'm going to be using these right here. Super Beats. Super Beats are fantastic. Uh, this is the flavor that I like right here. It's a black cherry. And it tastes like a really good black cherry sports drink or something like that. Uh, but it helps boost circulation, uh, which gives you more energy. Now, Super Beets uh, has uh, all the goodness of beets without, you know, tasting like beets. They get these dietary nitrates into your system. Just one shot of Super Beets is equal to two liters of beet juice. And look, you're not going to drink two liters of beet juice or one ounce of beet juice on your own. But Super Beets is going to give you all the good parts of the beet without the beet taste. It's delicious. You can feel the energy that it gives you within 20 minutes. Uh, and if you know, if you're going to work out or run the Boston Marathon, uh, you know, you need the boost in energy. And you're doing it in a great natural way here with Super Beats. Experience the same stuff here by going to 800-951-8896 or StuLovesBeats.com. 800-951-8896. Give it a shot. you gotta, you got to at least try it and taste it. It's just, it's just delicious anyway. 800-951-8896 or StuLovesBeats.com. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. By the way, our show is uh, split in half today. Mm. Uh, we're doing this section, and then we're going to continue doing another section. However, it will air later in the day um, yeah. because CPAC is going to interrupt in between because we want to yeah. bring you a bunch of CPAC. Are we coming so, back in just moments? We will have Dana mm -hmm. from CPAC, which is very yep. cool. Uh, and then after that, at four p.m. Eastern, uh, will be this fancy show for another hour of new material that you haven't seen. So it'll uh, be pretty cool. Some people that uh, watch at that time will get to see the show and have never seen it before. So we're kind of excited about that. And that will be immediately followed by the Huntley Brinkley report. No, it will not. <laughs> no, it's McNeil Lair. We already. Oh, McNeil Lair. Right. Is yeah. who it is. Or yeah. the Glenn Beck program. Or whatever. Yeah.
So one of those two. Uh, before we go uh, to uh, finish the hour uh, here and get to Dana at CPAC, uh, let's watch some of this Ted Cruz bad lip reading thing. This is pretty funny. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, these guys do a really good job with all this stuff. I don't know how they do it. I'm, me I'm mesmerized either. at this process. I know. I don't know how they freaking can do this, but they do it really well. Uh, here it is. You got happy cheer. Ooh, look. I went down to the summer camp and took a can of gasoline. Don't light the cabins on fire. I wish I couldn't, but it's too late. Oh, well, doesn't that mean you go to jail? No, because I ran away. You know what? I just love to twerk. Holla, 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 holla. I've been testing out some new campaign slogans that are a little less obvious. I need a bogle for the glotch. Stop volution. Your face isn't my face that old man just took your spork if you want boyfriend time then you must be a girlfriend i hate pervy records <laughs> i want to use that i made a hole and then barfed on the beach i made a hole and then barfed on the beach that's funny. I don't understand. Like, it's really funny when they get to him and Heidi talking about the guy that's in the kitchen. <laughs> that she, she finds so sensuous. Uh, it's uh, it's really funny. Yeah, check it out. Uh, bad uh, the bad lip reading guys to do a lot of this. Every stuff. time, you know, They're it's just entertaining. Worth and, a laugh. and you're right. I I don't know how that's done. I don't know what the process is, but it's got to be painstaking. I'm just trying to find them saying these. Like I, I don't. I guess, like, I was thinking that maybe you have, at this point, they've got a database with this word looks like this word. It's like, got to. You know, it's like, got to be, yeah. You know, I don't but know. But then you'd have to match yeah. those into a whole sentence. I know. It'd have to make sense. And uh, that that's a process. I, that you know? would be a really, I would, if they were, if there was a documentary in it on that process, I would definitely Oh, me it. too. I, would, I you know. I love that kind that, of that's stuff. That's worth a 15-minute doc. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would watch it. Triple eight seven two seven beck 888-727-BEZK. We have barely scratched the surface. So hang on, and we'll see you in, what, 19 hours? 19 hours. Right. Now, 4 p.m. Eastern, more patents due. Now, Dana from CPAC. Enjoy. Oh, but on radio, I think we're seamless. What? Right? You're Correct. listening on radio. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're just, we're just there for you. Well, we're so don't even worry about it. This is not good without, uh, uh, without Antonin Scalia. Uh, the Supreme Court hearing any case is not good without Antonin Scalia, but especially something like this. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court hearing oral arguments in a controversial abortion case. Yesterday, abortion supporters and opponents gathered in front of the building to protest. Uh, Whole Women's Health versus Hellerstead is over a Texas law that requires clinic doctors performing abortions to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of the facility. Okay, so why do they do that? Is that just because Texas is so hateful about women's health issues? Yep. Yes, it is. No, actually, 
that. It's if anything goes wrong, they want to be able to get you to the hospital, okay? And if they're 150 miles from a hospital and and they need to get you there now, let's say you're hemorrhaging, you're going to bleed to death on the way and you're going to be dead. Right. Mm, basic, I mean, just basic. like somebody that hates abortions. Uh, I have to say that. Well, yes. Well, it is, actually. yes, it is. Um, and, and I think, like, you know, it's the basic surgeries have these same requirements. This is not like mm -hmm. some ridiculous requ requirement that could only happen with abortions. I mean, you know, if you're a surgeon, that's essentially what you, you have here. Abortionists want it to be treated like it's a, you know, a cold. Uh, you know, you're getting aspirin, so there doesn't have to be these high requirements on it. That being said, I mean, I, I, I'm not too ashamed to admit that what these states are doing is trying to make abortion more rare and harder to do. This is not just, uh, well, well yeah, we, I thought they wanted, even the supporters have said for years, mm -hmm. we want it to be safe, yep. rare, and legal. Okay, well. <laughs> That's the mantra. Uh, this helps it be more rare, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, even if you're going to be totally honest and say, yeah, that is part of the equation. But, I mean, a huge part of the equation, they're dishonest when they say, well, Planned Parenthood is about women's health issues, and you want to be able to get a screening, and you want to know where to go to get one, and that's what they do. Now, shut up. That's not what it's about. But at least you can say, as a supporter of this legislation, that... If anything goes wrong and you're more than 30 miles from a hospital, you're not going to get the woman to the hospital in time. And she's, you know, there's a good chance she's going to die. This is more a health issue than the dumb stuff they talk about all the time. Oh, of course. By I far. Mean, look, by the far. argument is absolutely true. I mean, but this is, you know, a lot of times liberals will conserve or, or will, will uh, go after um, conservatives for, you know, this idea that, like, well, they're just trying to come up with ridiculous uh, restrictions on abortion. They're trying to <clears throat> come up with, you know, every way that they can possibly legally stop women from having an abortion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and your point? That is exactly what they're doing. Oh, you're trying to prevent the murder of a child. Yeah, that's exactly um, what they're doing. Yes. They're trying to prevent yes, it. They're trying to make it more difficult. There's this one woman who they interviewed about this case, and she's like, well, I had to, I had to drive to a different state to have an abortion. I couldn't believe it. Well, I believe it. Uh, they got roads, you know. Find a state where you can do it. I have to go to freaking Vegas to gamble. Uh, you know what? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what we have in this country. I didn't like somebody uh, who was in Idaho. I had to drive clear there to kill him. What? Oh, my gosh. Really? That should not happen. No, you should be able there to kill should, right here. There should be a law that says that person had to be here in the, in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area so that I could kill them conveniently here. Because mm -hmm. if I were to kill somebody... I don't want to have to drive across state lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know? sorry. You know, come it's, on. It's especially bizarre. It's not <laughs> like dumb. they've banned. Um, <laughs> you know, they've banned treatment for strokes. Like right. I need, a, I gotta have one today. Uh, so it, I'm having a stroke right now. I can't drive across straight state lines to get treatment for a stroke. An abortion, even if you believe it's legitimate and you believe you want, you should be able to have them. Mm -hmm. You can, you can time that one out. Yes, right. You can. Like you know, yes, you, you can, can go. Like if if a state, for example, was to ban alcohol, right? Yeah. If they were to ban alcohol, um, I could say to myself, "Well, I would like alcohol, and I would like to have it here." Um, mm -hmm. And they would, and I would say, "But I have to drive all the way to Oklahoma, uh, and it's an hour and a half away from here, and I got to go to Oklahoma, and I got to get my booze mm -hmm. there." Mm -hmm. Yeah.
I mean, that's what this happens all over the place. There's law, state laws. Sometimes it's harder to get something done in one state. And sometimes they have come to the conclusion, people who don't think killing babies is positive have come to positive. this. I, I know. Some <laughs> no, people, I don't there are people positive. who don't think that way. Uh -huh. uh, but the people the who haters. do, the haters who think that killing babies isn't that wonderful, mm -hmm. um, have come up with, instead of trying to, I mean, they would certainly take an all-out ban. Uh, but considering they have not been able to get that done, what they've decided to do is make it more difficult. There was a chart in, I think it was the New York Times that ran it yesterday. There's about 30 states have meaningful restrictions on abortion. If you poll the, uh, the uh, American people, this is not just conservatives, you poll the American people, the, the majority position is abortion. Now, again, I don't agree with this position, but abortion should be legal with more restrictions. That is the majority position. It sh you should be able to get it, but you shouldn't be able to just go get it. Mm -hmm. Like there should be, in certain circumstances, yes, you should be able to have an abortion, but uh, not like now where you could just go anywhere. That's the majority position in this country currently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people think, well, you know, they think of things like rape and incest, and there should be um, restrictions for that. And there's a lot of agreement on those topics. Point being, though, that this idea that, you know, the Wendy Davis position of, hey, abortion on every corner is the natural American position that everyone mm. hearts and loves so much is bullcrap. 20 weeks is the, is the standard thing that's been thrown around because at that point there's a lot of evidence that they can see pain, that they've got heartbeats. That they, I mean, heartbeat happens much earlier. Uh, but, but fetus can, can feel pain and all of these things. So right 20 around weeks the is time, too, where they can, they can be alive. Potentially live. I mean, 24 weeks they've actually have lived. Mm -hmm. uh, 20 weeks is right around that time where it's very, very possible difficult. as technology advances where they can actually live outside. So the point is, uh, uh, many states have gone to that, saying you can't have it after that period. Where a baby can actually live outside of the womb, you can't kill it. Um, you know, that if is a, you have an ultrasound, though. And you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Have right. Right. Have to see what's right. Inside yeah, of you. Exactly. Should not. That, have to. That's another should one. Should be able it, to drive you're... through <laughs> up to a window and say, "I want to get this thing out of my stomach." Yeah. Suction through the window. Drive away. Yes, there should right be drive-through abortions. But the other thing is, if you do have an ultrasound for some stupid reason at 20 weeks, and you find out it's a Buick. Go ahead yeah, and abort it. You should be it. able to abort the Buick. <laughs> you should be able to. <laughs> well, you agree with that? If there is nothing but metal and chrome inside your belly. Take it right yeah, on out of there. We are, I don't care. Call us I am pro all choice. about that woman's Call us right. pro-choice if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Go we're, ahead. We're on that that, I want to see the ultrasound, and I want to see the name Buick stamped across, uh, you know, the radiator or the hood area, and I want to see the insignia. But if it's there, get that thing right out of your body. Right. Get it out. And now, I don't care about it. <laughs> and at that point, you know if it's a Buick or a baby. You yes, know, you do. At 20 weeks. Yes, you do. Uh, the, the funny thing, yes, I, mean, I mean, the 20 week thing is uh, it, the polling is broken up by trimesters. Um, so it's third trimester, which would, you know, be, you know, what, 20, be 24 weeks mm -hmm. uh, typically is the kind of standard estimate of that. Although it's actually, it's really not 30, it's not exactly nine months, right? What is it? I can't remember. It's been a while. It's a couple of years since I've had a kid. It's 40 um, weeks. It's 40 weeks typically, um, although if you do nine months, is how everyone thinks, yeah. three-month uh, right. circumstances. But So the third trimester, which would be 24 weeks or maybe 26 weeks, whatever it is, uh, abortion after that period is supported by 13% of Americans. 13. So this is not a controversial um, 
proposal for the average American. It is activists. This is a, something where people are extremists. trying to... It's, it really is extreme. I mean, when you've got 13% of people supporting you, it's you're extremists. basically an extremist, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, look, no I'm fine being it. an extremist on certain issues. There's a lot of issues that I support. I'm fine being extreme on, on my this. side. But 87% okay are with us on this particular issue. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't have legitimate restrictions. Even if you do believe that, uh, for whatever reason, abortion is a right, Mm-hmm. Um, there still are restrictions, and the vast majority of the American people believe there should be more restrictions than we currently have. That's an important. Think about the sta- status that we're at now, mm-hmm. and the debate is always: well, Republicans are pushing to, to less availability, uh, Democrats are pushing for more. The Republican position is the thing that's supported there. They constantly bring you to: well, what happens if um, a, wo- a woman is raped by someone in their family? Um, with their a child and all of these the most extreme extreme horrific cases you could come up with to get somebody to say that abortion should theoretically exist in some circumstance and that's where this battle is always fought mm-hmm. and when in reality what mm-hmm. we're talking about is a widely available process uh, and procedure uh, that the American people actually want more restricted. Uh, you know, I, I wish we could talk about that occasionally. I wish every interview, because the other side is never, this never happens to. Only once in a very long while will someone pull a Debbie Wasserman Schultz on the air and say, what about nine seconds before birth? Can you abort it then? Because what they will say is, yes! And how insane is that? You could pull the baby out right then and it would be alive. Yeah. And, but and they still say it's okay. The extremists are not convinced it's human even then. Yeah, I mean, Even Peter Singer, then, is the, is the chair of ethics at, at Princeton University, has said you should have up to a year after birth, since it's not really conscience and, uh, conscious and talking back to you, you should have a year to I be w- able to end the pregnancy. I, the pregnancy. I, I, I will go even further with my pro-choice stand here. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, boy. Because not only if a Buick is growing inside the woman, I will go so far as to say if oh, a pigeon... Is growing inside of a, a woman. live pigeon. A live wow. pigeon. I will not go this far. Is growing inside of a woman. <laughs> go ahead and take it right on out of the there. The pigeon needs to be born. It's yeah. not human. No, it's I not know. human. I well, say abort pigeons it. Lives abort it. Thank you. Pigeons' lives matter, Pat. <laughs> no, if a gerbil is in a woman's belly, a, right in the womb, and you're growing a, a gerbil, and everybody's surprised, and they're, they're th- I thought it was going to be a baby, a human baby, and it was a gerbil. And it's a gerbil. Take it out. You wonder what the process was, by the way. At that you point, you do wonder. At that point, I'm you going to question wonder. you about the process. But uh, what gerbils me, do you know? No it's none of your asked. damn business. What the process <laughs> no, was. No questions asked. Take the gerbil out. If it's if it's Brussels sprouts, take them out. What if it's just one individual Brussels sprout? I think you should see it through, but if you don't want to, go ahead. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to well, ask about the process with the Brussels sprout? <laughs> that's a good point. I, uh, yes, I am. Okay. Dude. Good job. Okay. Uh, a- uh, actress Amy Brenneman, who I do not know. Now, um, here's another thing. Recognize. What if it's inconvenient? What if it's a human, right? but it was inconvenient to your how, career? How big is the inconvenience? Really inconvenient, because y- you don't want to be tr- pregnant for your next acting role. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's like, apparently so, the thing that happened to actress Amy Brenneman, who yeah. again I don't you know, know but maybe would I recognize her? Yeah, yeah you, you will. Judging Amy, will. you probably remember from uh, Judging Amy. That show was six or seven years on TV. Yeah, I remember that name. I don't think I ever watched it. But anyway, here's her talking about her abortion and how uh, wonderful it was. Amy, Los Angeles. 
I'm Amy Brenneman, oh, yes. and I'm an actor and producer and oh, activist. Uh, I grew up in central Connecticut, and uh, both of my parents are very progressive. Uh, my mother's a, a, a just fair court judge. Um, she's who I base judging Amy on, who's basically ripping her off right and left. <laughs> you know, I remember being very, very, very young, and, um, you know, my mother saying, take care of yourself, use birth control, know your body, um, and that and that abortion is, is, a, is a law of the land. That was a big win. I mean, just like, you know, uh, women getting the right to vote. Yep, just I right. was just 21. Uh, I was in college, I think it was like after my junior year. I can't even remember. I'd been with a boyfriend for many years who was very loving and supportive and great. Sure. I mean, we used birth control and we did all the right things. And um, Well, you didn't do all the right and, things. And uh, <laughs> I remember we were. I was in California visiting some friends in Northern California and I was going to meet him in uh, L.A. And I realized like, oh, wait, I'm not getting my period. Something's I don't think I'm getting my period. And I said to John, I was like, I, I think I... I think I might be pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. And that wasn't convenient for her at the time. Oh, I think I might be pregnant. There, I wonder what's in there. Is there oh, anybody man. who would be, oh, and again, slightly offended by the comparison of women being able to vote and 50 million children not existing? No, there is. Is there no, anyone who would be even not, the slightest not on that side way? Of okay. this issue. I mean, it's no. a big thing. No. It's a big thing, Stu. Not on That's that side of the issue. It's good law. I mean, I, again, like, I always I mean, get amazed they, they act by like it's a parking ticket, you know? Um, it, it's a law where if you get a parking ticket, you just pay it. And it's a law where if you get pregnant, you just abort it. <laughs> it's the same damn thing. It's, it's the attitude of these yeah. people. Well, I'm always amazed, too, said, about these. Control? I'm uh, always amazed yeah, by these. And that's exactly the right what I'm amazed by, Jeffy, is, is well, these stories, the right these stories of youth. Mm-hmm. My mommy taught me these wonderful lessons. Do you not understand what you're saying? Mm. Like, if your mommy applied these lessons to you, we would not be talking to you right now. I don't understand why. Well, but she she has a couple of kids, so I mean, this right. was this was just. I know, a, but she, this she, is just, I couldn't. My career. Right. She gets into that, right. I think, yeah, here, too, she, right? I think this she is does. her not forgetting part, it. But I mean, the stories two. of the remembering of childhood always, always hit me on these things. Because it's like you yeah. had <laughs> the right to be a child, to learn these lessons, to form these opinions. And mm-hmm. you're taking that away from other people. Mm-hmm. They don't get to make the choice. If they were in on it, you know, they, you want to make an argument about uh, assisted suicide. It, I'm not, you know, it's not my favorite thing. But at least, hey, it's a person making a judgment about themselves in theory. Yeah. This is not. These are these people are coming into the world and you're stopping that process and not giving them the opportunity to learn or to play or to have a career or to make a decision or to do anything. And that is really the problem here. It's not about your rights. It's about theirs. Right. I, I, right. That is never talked about. It's just ignored <laughs> as if these people no. have no, no rights whatsoever. Don't your rights end where somebody else's begin? I, like, that's I, I thought. Uh, I have the right to swing my arm around, but not into your face. Right. And by the way, they will make that exact argument <laughs> yeah. when it comes to them. Uh-huh. You're right. Stop, father of the child, right. where my body begins. Right. So they, they will make the exact same argument. They will say, U.S. government out of my uterus. All of a sudden, they're all about individual rights and don't care at all about the big government that's so evil and, and down. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're coming after our rights. They are freaking conservatives when it comes to the government power on that one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're they're hardcore libertarians on that one. Only that one. Only that one. All right, here's her justifying her life. And I guess I was wise enough to know, like, I'm not ready to be a mom. 
John paid for it, and I was treated very well. And and the idea of like, oh, wow, I get to choose. Um, but it's a big deal to become a parent, and uh, it's a big deal to parent different kinds of children. Now that I am a mom, I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, and I, I, because I live in a country where I could wait, I, I chose the right time, and even so, parenthood just knocks you on your ass. And I think what's amazing about today is like people telling stories, and some of them are sad, and some of them are not sad, and um, all of them celebrate uh, this basic law of the land, which is, you know, you know, we, we get to choose when and how we have children. Yeah, you know, I've actually never done baby. this, which is sort of just say, you know, this is my story. Um, although now that I'm doing it, it doesn't, I feel like I should do it all the time. But it's like, this is what it looks like. Oh, you know? good. This I is, hope this so. Is it. If you start exactly delving into your family and like. friends, you're going to find a woman who's terminated a pregnancy, you know. So therefore, it's in everybody's life. Um, I look back at my 21-year-old self, and I applaud her, and oh, I feel so blessed wow. that I was in a place where I wasn't shamed, and I was supported, and um, it didn't scar me for life. Despicable. You are despicable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, but wait a minute. What about that piano music? Does that turn you around? <laughs> because yes. that, okay, you know, I, I was against it, until, I will say. Until, until they had the soft music yeah, in the That, that showed you. me that it was a really beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. She was able to kill her child. I mean, she is just describing... What she described was inconvenience. Darn it. Yes. Uh, Now, look, I think it's more than that. I think, look, having birth... uh, uh, Having a... Birthing a child is is a traumatic experience. Uh, It can be. um, Especially Mm. if they came in uh, with circumstances that you're not uh, not a fan Mm. of. It's not not easy on the body. It's not a... I'm not trying to minimize... Uh, you know, how difficult that would be to go through if you didn't want to go through it, particularly in a case of of rape or incest where it was, you know, something you didn't even bring on yourself. You didn't even make the decision to have the sex that Mm -hmm. led to the baby. Um, What's that? Barely ever happens. It's very extraordinary, as you point out, extraordinarily rare. rare, That is rare. But it does happen, and so I understand. So it's not to minimize. A lot of times I think conservatives are like, well, you should just, you know, just have it. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I understand that argument, but there's more to it. It's difficult, and it's you know, God forbid, I you know, I had to give the males had to give birth to babies. There'd probably be none. So I mean, I'm you know, I under it's not a minor issue, but the idea that because I wow, I wouldn't have been able to. I'm glad I had a chance to choose when I was doing it because you know, I I have a career to to advance, and you know, it's just it was just easier to do it later on. Is such a selfish sentiment. Yeah. I mean, you're just. This is a human being. It's not like a human being you blew off, or you didn't, you know, pay for something, or you didn't let them take a job they wanted to take. You ended the life of a person because of your because you thought it might be difficult. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. It's a, it's an inhuman thing it's to despicable. justify like that with soft. soft Piano music in the background. I mean, look, if, it's, if, it, if you're looking back at it, it tore you apart and you can't understand why you did it. And, man, you wish they were here. At least I can, you can almost sympathize. This idea that it's like, oh, well, well I'm glad I did that. I should, I'm going to do it every day. I applaud 21-year-old me for doing that. And now, now that I'm saying wow. it, I feel like I should just always say it. Uh-huh. That it was all good and everything was wonderful. Oh, that's bad. Triple eight seven two seven back More patents do come up. Yeah. Momentary.
Mike's pets too. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You want to get in touch with him? Hmm. We'd love that. Although we're actually on tape right now. Oh, that's right. So yeah, because of the CPAC thing. Yeah. So hopefully you watched uh, data at CPAC. Uh, so we're gonna have a special edition mm -hmm. of the Patents Two Show, which we taped a little bit earlier. So. And then the McNeil Air report is on the way in it's just not, a few minutes. And, and you can still call that number, by the way. Yeah, you can call. We're not gonna answer though. Call it any time <laughs> you want. Yeah, you can totally call. <laughs> You're just like one of those people who really likes phone rings. Uh, give it a whirl. <laughs> um, this is uh, from. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, lie witness news. Uh, a little report here uh, about. The people voting in California. Watch. Did you vote this morning on Super Tuesday? I did. Who did you vote for? <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, what was that experience like for you voting this morning? Oh, it was pretty smooth. Yeah. Can we stop did you for a have to pay a little bit? They were charging five dollars at the door. Yeah, for just a bit. It's important to note, and I don't, I don't know that we did. Did we note that the California primary is uh, June seventh? Uh, oh yeah, so yeah. Happy. June June seventh. So. It has not occurred yet, and uh, they can't vote, and they didn't vote, <laughs> and so he's lying. It's, uh, and it's such a. It, this is a. Jimmy why, why would you do that? Why know. would you just say, it's no? I didn't vote in the primary. I don't think the California primary was today, was it? Holy crap! It was. I missed it. You, yeah. You think, so right. th this is an interesting thing that Jimmy Kimmel, I, I would say, is the the only media guy I've ever seen exploit this and un and understand it, which is. People will just tend to lie for no reason. And, no reason. And, and you know where we've seen this? There's very... literally no reason for him to do that. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump does this a lot. Uh, we, yeah, he does. And, and uh, what's his face? John Oliver pointed this out during his uh, monologue, which was, what's the point of trying to say you were asked to be on the John Oliver show? Like, what does that do for you? Who does that impress? His point was that we have, you know, we have animals on the show. We're not even a show that has guests, really. Uh, why would you want to lie? But, I mean, obviously, in some point, Trump's lie was to say, I'm more important than Correct. them. I don't care mm -hmm. about them. I rejected them. That's why they're critical of me. At least there's some logical progression there. Here, I guess it's just so there's you don't none. look dumb. It's like, like when, yeah. when people feel like, well, I, But uh, you wouldn't look dumb if you said, well, I mean, I guess you're... Yeah, you, Not knowledgeable about when the California primary is, but right. you could say, "Nah, I missed that." And it's possible I mean, that that the that you know many people did and they say probably, that. Yeah, they probably. But did. a lot of people will do what you're going to see here, which is just say, "Yes, I voted." Mm -hmm. uh, it, I voted for uh, describe Trump. Describe specifics about mm -hmm. the process, who we voted for, how the process went. It's such a bizarre human instinct to feel yeah. the need to do that instead of just saying, no, no, I didn't vote. It wasn't today. Or, no, wait a minute, it's not, you know, it's not coming up for a while. Or, I didn't vote, but who, here's who I support. Like, all of these are appropriate answers. Instead, they actually m manipulate and create Brian Williams-esque an experience that didn't happen. They're really weird. Consequently, they look like bigger morons than they otherwise would have. <laughs> Let's yes. start from the beginning again and watch this. Did you vote this morning on Super Tuesday? I did. Who did you vote for? <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, what was that experience like for you voting this morning? Oh, it was pretty smooth. Yeah. Did you have to pay a little bit? They were charging five dollars at the door this yeah, year. Yeah, a little bit. What were you charged? Five or ten? Ten. Ten. Wow. Big morning in Los Angeles. <laughs> Who did you vote for at your polling place? How was the polling place? It was good. You know, full of people. You know, just rocking it out and hanging out and. You know, meet and greet, and of course, don't say who we're going to vote for. Well, obviously, they were giving out a little bit of swag this year at full polling places. Um, what did you get? I got a great coffee mug out that's just pretty much, you know, thanks for coming to vote today. Were you excited that they were giving out cookies and juice this year at the polling places? Yes. Juice, I would take 
I didn't take the cookies. What flavors did you see? Um, there was a chocolate chip, I believe. Trust me. Are you an honest guy? I'm, I'm pretty honest. Would yeah. you like an I Voted sticker? Yeah, I would. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> that That's is funny. awesome. That's amazing. That's funny. It's so weird. It's so weird. You will talk about the swag that was handed out. She had a coffee cup. Pat. The flavor of cookie. The flavor of cookies. <sighs> Why would you lie about that? I don't know. Really wow. weird. Really weird. I just. And the, the charge five dollars at the door. Did you pay five or ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At ten. Pay ten dollars. Yeah, it's so to vote? I guess like maybe the instinct is like All right, I want to get on TV. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm going to, if I say I don't know, then they're not going to put me on TV. Yeah. And it's the same instinct as we talked about with Maybe. Uh, uh, some people that uh, are not in, ever asked a question in front of a camera. So when a camera goes in front of them, they feel like they have to talk and they have to say their opinion. Yeah. And because the, the camera's there mm-hmm. and the microphone is there, they can't say no. A lot Stop, of people will away. say sometimes I saw it on the news. It was ridiculous, man. That's and it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind right. of what people do. You, yeah, you yeah. feel exactly like, like what you're they forced do. to do that's it. What they do. I guess that's it. Um, you know, as dumb as those people, uh, Josh Ernest, uh, he is the, of course, White House spokesperson. And I was asked about uh, genocide in the Middle East, uh, and he had an interesting response. Watch. Is uh, the Islamic State carrying out a campaign of genocide against serious Christians? Well, we have long expressed our concerns with okay. the uh, tendency of well, not a tendency, a tactic employed by ISIL to slaughter religious minorities in Iraq and in Syria. But you're not prepared to use the word genocide yet in this situation? Uh, the, my understanding is the use of that word in, uh, involves a very specific legal determination that has at this point not been reached. But we've been quite candid and direct exactly about how... Hmm. Um, how ISIL's tactics uh, are worthy of the kind of international robust response robust. that the international community is leading. And those tactics include a willingness to target religious minorities, including Christians. Oh, wow. That's a powerful, powerful statement. It's the a passion re- is so deep. Oh, you could see it wow. there. Robust. That was re- it's There's robust. a robust response that's going on because of the tactic. It's a robust response. They're going to robust them right into the you know, uh, uh, next century, probably they're gonna they're gonna robust them right into a caliphate uh, that will encompass the entire Middle East and Europe. I, I mean that that is crazy stuff. Um, I, but you know, they this is what they've done the whole time. They've denied that Christians and he didn't even want to say Christians at the beginning. It was religious minorities, and then finally he said religious minorities including Christians at the end. Didn't they, we don't, we'll have to look into this. Didn't they call what was going on in Libya or uh, somewhere in the Middle East, haven't they called it genocide? Some of the other problems that were going on in the Middle East have been referred to as genocide. What is the legal definition that goes into whether or not, and what determines that? Is there one, first of all? I'd like to know. Uh, just amazing. According to this, it, it didn't exist until 1944. The term what genocide. Did, the 1944. Term according to this, it was created by uh, with because of World War II, you know, and the really? Holocaust. Hmm. And the 
this guy came, one of the attorneys, uh, Raphael Lemkin, sought to describe the Nazi policies of systematic murder. So then the yeah. so the uh, crime of genocide. Genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such, killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group, forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like what's going on. That's the UN definition right yeah. there. And then, I mean, I, uh, I think they're way, they've hit all, many of those <laughs> yes. marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not all of them. I mean, any, any, any mm-hmm. of the following acts with intent to destroy. Yeah. They obviously want to destroy Christianity. They're mm-hmm. in whole or in part. So yeah. not even wiping out the entire. Right. Uh, right. A national, ethnical, racial, or religious group. Yep. As such, killing members Fits of the group. That. They've done that for sure. Uh, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. Yes. Wait, you Del- can cause mental harm and that's genocide. That is what it. That seems silly. That is. I will say. All I right. will say. I don't agree with this definition. My no. definition would have a higher bar, and they yeah. cleared that. Yep. Um, so this is a. That is a very very bizarre one. You're right. Very bizarre. Uh, I mean, like for example, uh, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Wouldn't you say, theoretically, that uh, our, our guest earlier on in the show, who was aborting, isn't the abortion law essentially genocide? Yeah, it I is. mean, by Under the that UN definition, definition yeah. you, are, you are, again, uh, imposing measures intended to prevent births within a group. <laughs> yep. Kind of, yeah, right? Abortion I mean, fits that definition. It's not, I guess that's probably targeted towards forced abortion or forced sterilization. Uh, probably, but still. Uh, but still, you're making it uh, available. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it was one of the priorities of the person who created Planned Parenthood, of course, Margaret Sanger, who uh, intentionally wanted to get rid of not just African Americans, as has been highly talked about, but also people with disabilities, people with uh, inferior genes. Undesirables of all kinds. Undesirables. Immigrants. Uh, mm-hmm. Immigrants. Immigrants wanted them gone. Oh, God. I wonder if there's a specific action that the United Nations or countries have to take if genocide is uh, actually used. You know, if they say if there's genocide going on, then they have to have to act. Right. Well, I would say no, because we didn't do anything about Rwanda. Right. Did we do anything there? Did we do anything about Darfur? I I mean, it's probably in the U.N. charter or whatever, but we don't pay any attention to it. Right. I mean, we. Well, we do now. Yeah. Right. I mean. uh, it's amazing. Uh, USDA is spending $642,776 to turn college students into internationally minded students Yay. or citizens. Um, t- uh, we're learning about climate change through a new c- curriculum called Global Thinking Academy. University of Florida received funding to take 18 college professors on a trip to Belize. Hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, and provide training to change how undergrads think about uh, think in an attempt to turn students into global thinkers. Uh-huh. Thinking is a natural process and can often be biased, distorted, partial, uninformed, and potentially prejudiced. Excellence in thought must be cultivated. And you can only have excellence in thought 
when you're thinking globally. When you're, when in you're Belize, thinking like a. To be perfectly honest. You gotta, at, if you go to Belize, you're going to have excellence in thought. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> but you also have to be. You can't be just thinking about America. Ugh, you can't be that. American centric. You can't think about the Constitution here. There's a lot of places that don't have a Constitution. Especially when you're Not at a like university ours. here in America. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Uh, I got news for you. It's no. called having a country. Okay? It's called It's called we have a country. It's called we. It's called We Have Borders. That is how he does it. It's called We Have a Country. (laughs) (laughs) All right. More patents, too, coming up momentarily. Deal with it. Management. Got it? It's called We Have a Show. Okay? It's It's called called We Have a Constitution Show that is ignored. Yeah. Oh, my God. On a regular basis. Amen. Damn it. Pizza. Where's the pizza? We need people imprisoned over the lack of food here. Where's the food? Welcome to it. Uh, this accused teen doctor, fake doctor. This is a weird story. <clears throat> uh, we, we had a story, was it last week, week before? Sometime in there. Uh, where this 18-year-old kid keeps pretending to be a gynecologist. And it doesn't even seem to be like a sexual thing. He just seems to like to pretend to be a doctor and get money from people for being a doctor and giving them exams. <laughs> And he scammed this one woman out of three thousand dollars, or uh, a scam more. is such a dirty word. It, it, yeah, it's a, a harsh word. A I mean, word. you know, has he been through med school? No, but he's had some training. He provided a service. He's he provided a. He's had he's some not training. To be, he's not supposed to be paid for the services he provided. Remember, we, he was interviewed, and, and they asked him, "What kind of training have you had?" Well, I followed doctors around. I shadowed you, doctors. You shadowed so. doctors. <laughs> so so. So if I if I follow an airline pilot around for the day, I'll be able to fly 747s, uh, F-16s. And if people want to pay sense. to get on your airplane, are you stopping them? No. Okay. This is very libertarian of you here. Jeff. Thank you. I like this. Thank you. I'm also not forcing them to get on the plane. That's yeah. right. Am I? No, if they could, I mean, of course, with the plane, you probably might crash into somebody below. That would also yeah, be hurt. that's true. Uh, but with a doctor... The problem is, though, he's saying he has a license and doesn't. That's the issue. Uh, you know, I mean, I, even from a, a libertarian perspective, the problem is you can't... making him have a license. What? Okay, the problem is making him have a license. I, I, okay. I look, there, you can get to me with a lot of this stuff, to be <laughs> perfectly know. honest. I know. Um, at least with some of this stuff. Public uh, safety is one of the few functions of the government. I don't think you need... Public safety. You could, you could justify anything under public safety. I know you don't, but I, I mean, you could go mm-hmm. a, a far away on that. I, I, I think... You can, you, but... you, you, like, there can be, I think, a licensing um, uh, process that's private i mean you know you, that, that's the, that's a very plausible thing um you know there's organizations that you know give their stamp of approval on things all the time um, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be through the government in my, my particular opinion but i mean that being said that is what we have now right, right. and he's lying about it he's mm-hmm. saying he has the document and doesn't he doesn't uh, so yeah. it's fraud and that is illegal even mm-hmm. in a libertarian world right. so he's been arrested a couple of times for that and and on impersonating a doctor, now he's been arrested again um, because he I, he stole thirty four thousand dollars. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy, should that also be illegal? In, or no? Well, uh, first of all, I don't know how he actually uh, obtained the thirty four thousand. Well, he, he yet, was cashing checks stolen from a house. 
stolen during a house call he made to an 86-year-old <laughs> woman. Oh, my oh, gosh. This is uh, not a good story. This guy's story. a bad kid. Um, or is he just mentally uh, messed up? And they're doing uh, mental health evaluations. It's kind of like that. Snowden. I think the, both. A little bull. He's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a hero and a traitor. Is he a hero? Is he a traitor? <laughs> I'm going to go with both. He's going to go he's with both. Yeah. He's both. Probably yeah. true. He's a both. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's not that's not a positive. So he, he helps a lady out at her house. <laughs> she says, hey, take my checkbook. Wait, when We have and no evidence of that. <laughs> You're making that up, as you usually do in these circumstances, to justify somebody's behavior. She says, hey, kid, the 18-year-old kid who gave me the fake exam, take my checkbook. And, and now why, he's in trouble for it. Why did she call the police if she said, hey, that kid? Had to have been, been a family member. I'm going to read this okay. to him. I bet you a family member. All right. Okay. Uh, um, by the way, um, speaking, we actually spoke about Wendy Davis earlier on the show today, mentioned her, a former uh, Texas state senator. She was uh, hailed as a hero because she stood up and filibustered for the right to abort kids what a strong much woman. later in their pregnancy. What a strong, the, strong, vibrant woman. And the strong vibrancy oh. of, of her protest delayed the law by like a few weeks because they <laughs> yeah. were just put in anyway. Uh, so it meant nothing and accomplished nothing. Well, but it showed her womanhood and, it and showed, the strength of it. It came, it brought you know? her to the perspective where she was able to get like 38% of the vote running for governor, uh, which was really impressive. But nobody got more, which is good. Well, right? yeah, great. That's why got she's, a lot more. Oh, uh, yeah. I won't buy a lot. Is that why she's so. not governor now? I think that's why. Yeah. Either well, that and sexism. <laughs> <laughs> so really? Yeah. Oh yeah. So Any Abby man, made her sixty-two to thirty-eight, well, but it's mean, really it's, sexism that put him I'll in office. I'll this right now. Donald her. Trump is the front runner, right? Of the, yeah. Yeah. And he's got thirty-four percent of the vote for, over the uh, right. primary. She got thirty-eight percent in the election. <laughs> she doesn't get the job. Why? That's sexism. That's you why. bring up a really good point. No, I don't. I can't argue with it. <laughs> but I could. So I one of the things, to. this big protest, the thing that was like uh, the, I don't know, the memento of mm -hmm. this was they kept saying she was, wow, what a brave and powerful. Oh. She wore pink oh sneakers to the pink protest. Sneakers. Yes. Pink sneakers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh professional, uh, uh, they professionally antagonized the left at the Washington Free Beacon, and they did another good job here. As she had a, a, an estate sale, and uh, during the filibuster, she wore these um, pink sneakers, uh, and it was kind of like the big thing. She must be doing um, really well to have to sell her she, stupid she had an sneakers. State sale. She sold her sneakers, and the Washington Free Beacon bought them. <laughs> so great. Uh, they. Um, they, I guess she spent... Um, she wore these during her 11-hour... Uh, during the filibuster. Filibuster, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, the uh, costume jewelry, she, they also bought. Um, they bought uh, a bunch of stuff, anyway. Davis is now um, a public speaker, um, but only five groups have booked her for a speech, three of which were Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so that's really... It's not five. But they're not, they're not about abortion. That's the good thing about Planned Parenthood. Right. They just care about cancer screenings. They care screenings. about cancer screenings, man. They're all about pelvic exams and... You know what they want. What they want to do is look in your throat, and uh, sometimes they'll check your ears, your nose, yep. make sure there's not a lot of snot in People there, and then they tell you where to go get a breast exam, and you're done. And it, that's what they're about. Jeffy Health. had four boils removed at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Did you really? You know, I asked not to have that. <laughs> oh, mention. I'm sorry. You're right. And you know, I take a lot of stuff from you, but that pisses me yeah, off. I'm sorry. Mention my boils. Okay. <laughs>
I shouldn't have. I should not have disclosed where Thank the hydro oils land. Thank you. Uh, I apologize. I mean, there are hippo laws. Okay? I mean, you are not pissed off about very many things, though. No, that the boils pissed. That was Thank where you, you draw the line. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. At your Planned I, I Parenthood forgot. boil removal. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just said. I, I even... wouldn't have thought you'd be sensitive. Yeah, well, well, it. Well, you were though. Uh, so we're wrong. We, we apologize. We I mean, apologize. we've talked about your genital warts. <laughs> you You're fine. Been... <laughs> but the boils. The boils. That was too much. Okay. All right. I thought. I bet you stop bringing them up. Can we? Add, can I ask? Okay. And can we investigate one more thing before we leave this? <laughs> yes, we can. Please do. Did Jeffy or did Jeffy not refer to them as hippo laws? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, the yes, hippo I, laws. I, that's what they are. <laughs> yes, he did. The that's right. That. I thought that's what I heard. There are I like, hippo laws. I was going to let it slide. There's, the world there's knows laws about the hippos. About the hippos? Hippo laws. In America, we don't have a lot of hippos. No, the hippo laws tie into my boils, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the number. We'll talk to you in a minute. So, did don't. hippo laws cover don't. the lancing of don't. boils? Should you, you have no. to be licensed to, to get hippo laws applied? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K S Patents too. Uh from five thirty-eight. The question, should the M and this is probably the most important question we'll ask you all day. <laughs> should the NBA move the three-point line back? Oh, my gosh. That's, a, that's interesting. I mean, <coughs> my answer reasoning. is no, they can't make it now. I think they can, though, right? I mean, I mean more and more players are make, dropping those three-pointers. It's not like, I mean, what is the 38%? Is it? Yeah, is it that high? Yeah. What's the average? The average is probably a 38%. You know, it's, I mean, that's a good. I mean, the, the issue is Steph Curry is so good right, right now that, yeah. he, that he, you know, people are saying maybe we should change the rules of the league. That's uh, how not good for he one is. Guy. No, and I, I mean, the, the league as a whole has turned into a league where you either shoot threes or dunk it. You know, like, you're, right, like there's right. not a lot of in between, and I think that's kind of the, uh, the reasoning there. But, uh, you know. He is good, though, boy. It, He's. <sighs> He's, I mean, he's something he, else. He's amazing. I mean, he is amazing. And I don't know how long this will last. You know, will he be MVP level for a really long time? People are starting to throw him around like he's Michael Jordan. Um, and, you know, I mean, he's had a couple of really amazing He's having Michael Jordan-type seasons, seasons yes. right now. Uh, he, I mean, he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love watching him play. And, by the way, uh, because of him and people like him, the league's a lot better than it was. They've changed the rules, and they've made it a little bit easier to move around offensively. And the league's a lot better than it was in the 90s and the 2000s. I mean, you know, those years where they – and I was – you know, I loved watching the Knicks back in the day when they had Ewing and Oakley and, and, and those guys. But that was tough basketball to watch. How do you like watching them now with Jimmer Fredette? <laughs> yeah, they got Fredette. That's right. Playing about eight seconds a night. Yeah. Huh? That's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm glad he's back in the league. I'm really glad, but I don't, I don't know if – they don't seem to like him. I don't know what the deal is. He played is. pretty well in the, the developmental league. He was oh, averaging like he was 20 great. points a game. He was, he was like the MVP of the league yeah. or something. And, and he, he scored, like, he set a record for the All-Star game really? in the D-League. I mean, this is, you know, but... Uh, a little deep down the road here. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. BYU. His, his <laughs> allegiances yeah. are popping out in the middle of the Right, segment. right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think the league is a lot better. Watching a team score 120, 130 is a hell of a lot better than watching them score 72. You know, no these, kidding. They, they, there, was I, a, there was a decade there. It's been there disappointing for, because for a while they could not shoot. Yeah. And you're, you're making $8 million a year 
shoot was, the ball. <laughs> all one-on-one -on -one in defense, and it sucked. Yeah. I mean, it, it I can't watch an 80 to 78 game. I, like, Not in the oh, NBA. I'd rather watch. I don't mind it in high school. 132, 130. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Count me in. All right, we'll see you later. Toodles. Bye-bye.